What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the MASL Beat. I'm your host, Jeremy Rika. As promised, I told you guys, if we got to 10 plays, I would bring you the next episode, and you guys delivered yet again. So here we are with the next episode. Today, we're going to talk about two more teams in the Western Conference. And stay tuned at the end, because I have some big news regarding... Something that will be happening in just 24 hours from now or so. I want to talk about two teams that had relatively successful seasons last year. But neither one of these teams got ultimately what they wanted. Neither one of them got the Romney Cup. So you're looking at two teams that had success but not the level of success that either one of them wanted. We are going to talk about the Ontario Fury and the Monterey Flash. Now, let's start off with Monterey. You're looking at a team that's 19-5. Great season last year, making it to the finals against Milwaukee. Of course, they lost. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I really thought that... Going into the final, Monterey was going to be much, much better than they actually were. I thought Milwaukee took care of them pretty easily. And, you know, again, I'm, I was really surprised at that simply because you watch them against San Diego. They played reasonably well, and we've all said it before. You know, the game could have gone either way. We all know that we all realize that but at the end of the day it went Milwaukee's way and Monterey has to be sitting there thinking what happened we were 19 and 5 we played well in the playoffs up until the championship and now we're going into next season without arguably the best player in the MASL in Frank time and that's a big loss. I don't think anybody's questioning how big of a loss that is. And if you look at Monterey, they're so good on both sides of the ball. But a lot of that had to do with Frank. He was consistently one of their best players. And I think he, as well as Uzi, are going to do really well in Ontario, and I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the Ontario side of things, but keeping up with Monterey, you know, they still have a ton of talent, they still have goal scorers, and you know, it's hard for me to say that they won't be at the top of the list going into this upcoming season. I think it's going to be difficult for them because you know, you're going from divisions to one single conference. You have San Diego, you have Tacoma, who granted, I, I don't think is going to be much of a challenge, but you have Ontario, who, from all, from what I understand, it hasn't been um, confirmed yet, but I believe Jermaine Jones is coming back. Don't know for sure. You add Frank Tyre to the mix, and... You have one hell of a team over there in Ontario. They were already a good team, but now you're looking at a team that could arguably be the second best team behind 
the San Diego Sockers. And it's interesting because I look at this team, and again, I hate to bring up the Sockers, but really it comes down to this. Will Monterey be able to beat San Diego? And I, I think that's going to be a common theme throughout the MASL this season is who is going to be able to beat San Diego? Because I believe San Diego is the best team in the Western Conference. I don't think there's any doubt that they're going to win that division. But I believe that Ontario as well as Monterey are going to be right there. And mind you, you know, the top three automatically get playoff bids. So ultimately, you're looking at this. Like, if you think about it, you have San Diego, Ontario, and Monterey in the top three. They already qualify for the playoffs. But for Monterey, I think it's going to be more of, okay, we want the number one seed because, number one, we want a chance to play the championship at home. And we don't want to have to go through San Diego. Look, Pachanga Arena is probably one of the most difficult places to play just because that arena gets rocking when it comes to San Diego. The Sockers are probably one of, if not the most beloved teams in the MISL. I mean, I've said it myself, they're my second favorite team. But Pachanga Arena is just a tough place to play. And, you know, for Monterey, I think if they're able to play at home, even though they had problems with attendance last season, I think, you know, if they're able to play at home, there is no doubt that Monterey is a tough place to play. So if, I, if I'm Monterey, I don't, I don't think there's any question they will make the playoffs. I, I truly don't. I think they'll be right there at the end. I think it just becomes more of a question of, okay, where are we going to end up at the end of the season as far as where, where we are seated in the playoffs? And that's a huge question because we don't know what kind of team Monterey is going to be without Frank. And I hate to put all the emphasis on one player. I don't usually like to do that, but at the same time, it's really hard not to when you're talking about a player like Frank Tyre's caliber. And look, I'm not saying Monterey can't make up for the loss of Frank because at the end of the day, they have brought in some players that can fill his shoes, but is it going to be at the level that they need them to be? I don't know. I I truly don't know. I think it's very difficult to replace a guy like Frank. And, you know, ultimately, the irony in this whole situation is with Frank and Uzi going to Ontario, Frank could easily make it very difficult on Monterey when they play each other. And that could be the difference between being the number one seed and possibly being the number two or three seed. And that that really is the irony of this whole situation is that 
You lost your best player, but you lost your best player to a team that you're going to play with in your division. Or, excuse me, conference. And granted, it's not the same as being in a division, right? Because you're, you're playing a number of different teams with this whole schedule formatting thing. It's not like you're only playing teams within your division, which arguably, you know, most of the time only has four teams in it. So it, it's not going to be like it was last year where you were going to play Ontario a lot, but at the same time, you're going to play them enough to the point that Ontario could make it really difficult on Monterey when it comes to, you know, securing the top spot in that Western Conference. And I'll say it again, I, I don't think Monterey is going to win that division. I think San Diego is going to win that division if they can put all the pieces together. I mean, they have talent from top to bottom. And then you added a guy like Slavisa Ubi Pornpovic and you were just that team is unbelievably stacked. And, you know, the thing about it is that it's interesting because Monterey was right there last year. We all know it. You know, they got past San Diego, but it took them overtime to do so. And they come in Milwaukee, and they don't do very well, which, again, surprised me a lot because, you know, you look at a team that ultimately looked like they could win the whole thing. And, you know, I, I said it all last year. I said if it would have been San Diego and Milwaukee and it would have gone through Pachanga Arena and the San Diego Sockers, I think it could have been a whole different story. And, you know, I struggle to say that because I am a Milwaukee Wave fan. I love the Wave. I won't stop loving the wave, but at the end of the day, like, I, I'm really realistic about the situation when it comes to the talent of that conference and the talent of the San Diego Soccers. And, you know, I look back at last season and I think to myself, do I really think Monterey deserved to be in the championship game? No, I don't. Uh... You know, but I also said going into last season, I said, you know, San Diego really needs to stop relying on overtime victories because, you know, eventually it's just not going to work. And unfortunately, the one time that it did not work was in the playoffs against, you guessed it, the Monterey Flash. So, you know, look, there is an opportunity for Monterey to make a big difference within that conference. But, like I said, there are a lot of questions going into this season for Monterey because, yes, they brought in people to fill in the void, if you will, of Frank, but it's going to be really difficult to do. I mean, there's a reason they call him the king because he has proven year after year that he is a force to be reckoned with in this league. And I think he's going to do remarkably well in Ontario. And I mean, look, if Jermaine Jones does come back, 
because I, I truly don't know if he's coming back. But at the end of the day, if he does come back and you add in Frank Tyu and Uzi Tyu, I mean, those are two huge acquisitions. And essentially, you have a big three. I mean, granted, Uzi didn't get the recognition that his brother does, but he can still make a monumental difference when he's on the floor. So... You know, I look at this as, okay, Monterey, yes, they're good. Yes, I think that they will make the playoffs. Do I think that they'll win the conference? No, I do not. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Yes, I do. Do I think they'll make the finals? No, I, I don't. Could I be wrong? Yes, I mean, I was wrong last year. So, of course, you know, there is the possibility of, Monterey squeaking in there again, and if they do, I, I will be really surprised, and I will be the first to admit to you that I will be really surprised if that actually happens. So my prediction is, yes, they will make the playoffs. Yes, they will have a winning record. No, they will not be in the final. That's my prediction for the moderate flash. Now, looking at Ontario, going into last season, they had talent. I mean, they had people that could score goals. They had a great season, you know. Yes, their record was under 500. They finished 11 and 13 on the year. So, you know, you look at the record and you're like, well, it might have been not been so good. Well, they made the playoffs, and I'll be honest with you, going into that playoff series with San Diego, I honestly thought that it could be a really good series, and I honestly thought it was a good series, to be quite frank with all of you. I thought it was a great series, but, you know, again, it goes back to San Diego was just a better quality team, and it really doesn't help that... You know, they have the injury to Marcus Jordan, and he's going to be back coming into this season. He's going to be a monumental difference maker to Ontario. You know, he's going to be one of those guys that probably doesn't get the attention like Frank will or Jermaine will, but he's going to make a difference for them. And, you know, you look at the fact that they have... Chris Tolt as a goalkeeper. I mean, this is arguably maybe behind Boris Partle, the best goalkeeper in the league. And, you know, you think about how lucky San Diego was to have a goalkeeping tandem like Chris Tolt and Boris Partle. That just doesn't happen. I mean, essentially, they had two starting goalkeepers as, and one being a backup. And you had to think to yourself, well, mentally, one of these guys is going to go. And, you know, Chris Tove ends up in Ontario. He does really well. But unfortunately, the one team that he could not beat was San Diego. And that's really interesting because if you look at the games that were played, he played on out of his mind in all the games that were played. 
against San Diego. Unfortunately, San Diego was able to capitalize on some mistakes that were made from Ontario. And, and, you know, that's what good teams do. And, you know, I look at Ontario as a team that definitely, definitely will not finish below 500 this year. I, I don't see that happening. As I said before, I think you're looking at a team that could easily win the division depending on how they play because as I've stated before, you look at San Diego's schedule and you know, they're playing Baltimore, they're playing Milwaukee, they're playing Harrisburg, Ontario, the list goes on. They have a very difficult schedule. Do I think they're going to win that conference? Yes. I absolutely think San Diego is going to win their conference. Do I think that it's going to be a runaway? Absolutely not. I I don't think you're going to see the pure domination that you saw from San Diego last year. And again, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that you know, we're looking at a conference of teams that play different teams outside of their own conferences. So it's not just, okay, there's four teams in my division. No, there are no divisions this year. Now you're looking at one big conference, and not only that, but you're looking at teams that are playing outside of their conference. So really, it's not unreasonable to say that San Diego could lose to Milwaukee, San Diego could lose to Baltimore, San Diego could lose to Ontario, you know, it's not unreasonable to say that San Diego could have four or five losses this year. Do I think they're going to win the division? Yes. Do I think that it's unreasonable to say that Ontario could win that division? Absolutely not. I mean, like I said before, anytime you have Frank the King tying on your team and his brother and uh, Jermaine Jones if he comes back and a guy like Marcus Jordan who's going to provide you with a lot of spark on the offensive end and he plays well on the defensive end as well. So... You know, Ontario has a lot more talent than people realize. It might not be that loaded roster that San Diego has right now, but I'm I'm telling you right now, sometimes you have to look at the scenarios of other teams rather than just looking at, okay, this team's better than this team. Well, yes, that may be true, and maybe, you know, Head-to-head, San Diego beats Ontario more often than not. But at the same time, again, you have to look at the fact that, you know, they play a lot of difficult teams. And if Ontario can take advantage of the difference in schedules, I think they could easily be at the top of that division. Excuse me, I did it again in that conference at the end of the season. And let's not forget, if you win your conference, you decide who you play going into the playoffs. So 
there's extra incentive for every team that's buying for a conference title to win their conference because if you do, you decide the course of your playoff run. And I'm, if I was the top team in each conference and I know I get to play whoever I want to play, I'm going to pick the lowest-seeded playoff team that there is. I mean, why would you not want to play the lower team and then get them out of the way? Because ultimately, you could do it one of two ways. You could take the lower seed and say, okay, I have a better chance against this team. Or you could take the higher seed, but then you run the risk of losing very early in the playoffs. So I think there's a lot of strategy that goes into deciding who you play as the conference winner going into the playoffs. And mind you, if Ontario wins that division and they're somehow able to make it to the championship game, they're probably going to be facing a team like Baltimore or a team like Milwaukee. You know, it's just... Whoever they play, it's not going to be easy. I've said it once and I'll say it again. I believe that the Eastern Conference is much more competitive than the Western Conference. And look, I'm not saying that the Western Conference is a slouch by any stretch of the imagination because that's absolutely not the case but at the same time you have to look at the teams that are in there you know you got Milwaukee you got Baltimore you got St. Louis you have uh let's see you have Kansas City who is the under new direction with Leo Gibson you know I mean it's 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 very difficult when only the top three in each conference are guaranteed playoff spots. And I mean, look, that that's... I, I just said before that it, it's incentive to win your conference because then you automatically decide who you play going into the playoffs. Well, the fact of the matter is this. You don't want to be that fourth team that's fighting for a place in the playoffs. And... You know, I I truly think that the top four teams in that division, again, I'm sorry. I got to get used to this conference thing. I apologize. Eventually, I'll I'll get used to it. I'm still trying to grasp that there are no divisions anymore. I sincerely apologize. But anyway, as I was saying, you know, the other incentive of doing well during the course of the season is that you don't want to be that wild card in your conference because then, you know, you don't really control your destiny, right? At least if you're in the top three, you know for a fact, hey, I'm guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. And again, it's one of those things that I look at the top three and I say, Okay, my top three in the Western Conference are San Diego, Ontario, 
Monterey and possibly Soleil's day Sonora and so you know if I'm Ontario and if I'm Monterey for that matter I don't want to be battling for that for the final playoff spot so yes I'm going to want to do well yes I'm going to want to get the best record possible you don't want to fight your way into the playoffs Granted, it, it, it's one of those things that whoever is at the top of the conference at the end of the year decides who they're going to play. So you could be in the top three and the top team could decide, hey, I want to play the third place team. And then you have to play anyway. But at the same time, it really doesn't matter because... Hey, I don't want to be that fourth team. I don't want to be on the bubble of, am I making the playoffs? Am I not making the playoffs? And again, I think both of these teams are going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of, can either one of them win the division? And quite frankly, the answer is yes. Both of these teams could win the division. If I had to choose... Which team I think is going to possibly challenge San Diego for that division? I think Ontario has a better chance of winning that division over Monterey. I mean, I, I think Monterey is good. You know, anytime you make it to the championship game and you beat San Diego in the playoffs, you're doing something right. Anytime you only have five losses in the course of a season, you're doing something right. But again, you can't overlook the fact that they lost Frank Tyu and they lost Uzi Tyu. You can't overlook that. As much as people say, oh yeah, well they brought people in. Yeah, well guess what? Those people probably are not going to make as big of a difference as Frank and Uzi are going to in Ontario. And I truly think that if San Diego struggles with their schedule, I, I think they could possibly be in that second position. Do I think they're going to be all the way in third? No. I think San Diego wins that division. I think Ontario is in second. And I think Monterey is in third. It all depends on schedules. It all depends on how these teams do. I mean, that's the reality of the game. You just don't know until they play the game. I can give you my predictions. Those are my predictions. But the reality is, it's all up to these guys and how they play. I mean, you know, San Diego is going to have a great season, but it goes back to what Matt and I were talking about and what Greg and Matt were talking about during Matt's uh, um, last episode of In the Box. And by the way, if you haven't checked that out yet, please do so. It's absolutely fantastic. He's done a great job with that um, series. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. Um, but, you know, the, the, we both covered this in 
our last episodes, and there's a really good possibility that San Diego loaded up the roster too quickly, and the reality is sometimes when you do that, it backfires, and that could be the case for San Diego. I said it on the episode, I said, you know, I would rather someone bring in small pieces, and you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that high-profile guy. I mean, there was a rumor that Max Ferdinand could have gone to San Diego, and it didn't happen, but it was a rumor. Um, And you know, you look at it and you're thinking, good gosh, can you imagine Slavisa and Max on the same team? Like, that's incredible. Um, but again, it goes back to, you know, did, are they doing too much? I'm not discrediting anything that San Diego is doing. They know what they're doing. They're one of the best franchises in the MASL, and I think they're going to be right there at the end. But again, if... Monterey and Ontario can take advantage of mistakes that could possibly be made by San Diego. I think, um, you know, it could make a big difference come playoff time. I told you guys that I was going to make a big announcement, and I'm going to do that right now. So, Matt and I had such a good time doing our interview last week that we decided that we're going to do our own podcast together. It's going to be called On the Volley with Matt Kubert and Jeremy Rika. We're really excited about it. You know, we both like doing our own podcast, but we both agreed that we work really well together. So hopefully we will bring you, we will be bringing you that debut episode tomorrow evening, so look out for that. We're really excited about that. Um, In my next episode of the MASL Beat, I'm going to be going on to the next two teams in the Western Conference. Now, again, I've told you guys in every episode, if you guys get up to 10 plays in this episode, I will be bringing you the next episode as soon as it hits 10 plays. My goal is to get done by with the Western Conference by probably the next few days so that I can start on the preseason coverage because that's coming up really soon and we all know the season is coming up really soon so keep those plays coming. I appreciate all the love and support. Until next time, this is Jeremy Rika saying so long and have a great night. Bye-bye.